Foster scrambles He's left, winds up right foot. He's got time to the 10 to the yes. five, to the end zone. Touchdown and a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot. Up, gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. got the Vanilla Gorilla, T-Flush, and Sunshine here from the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the Milwaukee Bucks edition. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, just search the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. Well, it's here. The playoffs have begun. That means one of our bets has come to our conclusion, and we have a big, fat, stupid head loser, Tyler. You're up, bud. Tell everybody what you did wrong. Well, I instilled my faith in the Indiana Pacers to <laughs> not finish fifth in the East. <laughs> At the time of the bet, they were they were in the th- yeah they were third yep. for a while right after the yep. All Star break. Mm-hmm. I was so high on their defense; it was gonna carry them. You know, well, they weren't gonna slip. The Celtics were a mess. And 76ers, they were just kind of hanging around. So I bet the Vanilla Gorilla that the Pacers would obviously finish above fifth, and I was wrong. And as my punishment, I have to shotgun two beers here on this segment. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking there, bud? I got some Old Faithful here, some Keystones. Just for you. <laughs> I love it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna prep them here as we speak, but I have a a little challenge for you boys while I shotgun here. Oh, that's a great sound. Did you bite it? I was. Oh, I'm not as talented as you, so no, Hello. I did not bite little it. Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Beer number one is prepped. As I am shotgunning here, I want you two to go alternating styles. Tell me every Indiana Pacers player that you know. I'll start. And begin. Miles Turner. Um, Bogdanovich. Uh, Darren Collison. Victor Oladipo. <laughs> <laughs> Tyreek Evans. Uh, I feel like I should know more. Um, Done. Sabonis? Woo! Atta boy. <laughs> All right, time's up. Thaddeus Young. Woo! <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about Thaddeus Young. You want the second Young. one? <laughs> yeah. Sabonis? It, it's harder when you're put on the spot. <laughs> I did say Sabonis. Oh, you did? Yeah. Whoops. Um... Then they have a lot of end of the bench guys. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know. All right. 
Well, I'm prepping the second guy here. And how about for beer number two, you guys tell me every Boston Celtic you can think of. All right, this should be easier. And Trevor. begin. Kyrie. What? Kyrie. Marcus Smart. Horford. Uh, Jalen Brown. Marcus Morris. Jason Tatum. Uh, Gordon Hayward. Attaboy. Uh, Terry Rozier. Woo! Um, Two beers done. <laughs> Semi whatever his name is. Ojale. Yes, Ojale. Couldn't think of his last name. Ershan <laughs> Yabuselli. Aaron Baines. Oh, I forgot about Baines. How do I forget about Baines? He's dunked on constantly by uh. Maybe because he died last year. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. All right. All right. Uh, Thank you for that, Scotty. I'm so proud of you, bud. And to, uh, yeah, I'm proud of myself, too. But to, you know, I still I still have faith in the Pacers, especially given how uh, yesterday went for day one of the playoffs. So I bet you... Not necessarily a chug, but a red dog beer that the Pacers will beat the Celtics in round one. <laughs> so does that mean if you lose, you need to drink a red dog? Yes. All right. See, the problem with that is how are we going to find a single red dog? Because I'm not going to go buy a case of red dog. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, they Red dog sells um, the 24 ounces, oh, one 24 ouncer. Oh so you just have to drink more. Otherwise, you have to buy a case of it. <laughs> I will. Never mind. I'll buy the case and throw out the other 29 beers. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's Actually, a bet then. I don't know why I'm worried about it. There's no way the Pacers are going to beat the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, that's All what right, you think. Deal. You got to bet. Put it on the list. <laughs> All right, um, let's go on game recaps. Who wants to talk about the Hawks game from last week? Um, I'll take the Hawks game. So the only important thing about the last two games is the Bucks getting to 60 wins, and they did that in the Hawks game with a win 115-107. Um, and in that game, Giannis only plays 25 minutes, but he drops... 30 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 assists. Um, Sterling actually had the most minutes of anyone. Um, and he had only 27, so pretty good management um, of the minutes by Bud there uh, going into the home stretch of the season. And another thing, uh, Brooke and Eric Bledsoe kind of struggled. Uh, both were 0 of 5 from three-point range. And we were recording during this game last week, um, so I didn't see all of it. I had it on while we were going, but I didn't really pay attention. Um, so that's pretty much all I know for that. So I guess I'll leave this up to Tyler in the last game of the season. But uh, Are you uh, looking for the Thunder game? Sorry, you are cutting out there. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Last sorry. game of the season. Well, you're up. Thunder. Um, so we took on the... Th <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Thunder was 116-127 loss. Um, obviously, the Thunder had more to play for than the Bucks did. 
So Giannis bled Brook all out. Middleton, obviously the only starter that played, and even then he didn't play a significant amount of minutes. Um, so DJ Wilson ended up logging 47 minutes that game. Bonzi Colson, 45 minutes. Tim Frazier played the entire game. <laughs> Um, so you can obviously see the Bucks did not care at all about that game. Um, we did get career highs from DJ Wilson though, 18 points, 17 rebounds. So good for him. Um, yeah, then Middleton only played 17 minutes, obviously just trying to keep him fresh for the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, I had no problem with the Bucks resting all their starters cause they didn't care. I didn't care especially with the health of our team down the stretch. So 116-127 loss really doesn't mean anything to me. Right. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't really watch that game at all. I was focused on the other games that were indicative of who we would play in the first round. So um, the Magic ended up being beating the Hornets, and the Pistons ended up winning, so... We got our matchup. We got the Detroit Pistons. Uh, we're recording this Sunday morning, so right before the game one. Um, so we're going to dig into this first-round matchup here. Um, yesterday was amazing. Uh, you got <laughs> you had the 76ers lose to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you had the Magic upsetting the Raptors on a last a late late shot uh late game three-pointer by DJ Augustine um I don't know about you guys but I thought that this worked out perfectly uh the Pistons are probably the best matchup easiest matchup we could have had so we're gonna dig deep into this all right boys you ready let's do this (laughs) all right so just an overview the Bucks went 4-0 against the Pistons this season. I believe the average win margin was 15 points each game. Jesus. Uh, we had <laughs> we had one close one in there, right? Where uh, Yeah, it was the first one of the season, yeah, wasn't it? Blake missed a overtime tie- game tying three at the end of the game. Um, but then we just dominated from there on out. Yeah. So... Let's take a close look at... First, we'll look at the backcourt. All right, so obviously the Bucks have Eric Bledsoe and until Malcolm Brogdon gets back, which probably won't be this round, we have Sterling Brown filling in. And they're matched up against the Pistons backcourt of Reggie Jackson, who's having a much improved year, in my opinion, and Wayne Ellington, a buyout guy after the trade deadline. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, that, I'm interested to see the matchup between Bledsoe and Jackson. Um, Bledsoe has been great at defending those like elite level point guards all year, and I mean Reggie Jackson's not elite. He's Fuck definitely no. good. <laughs> I mean, his season averages he's averaging 15 points a game, four assists. So I mean he he's solid. Um, but, you know, I think the big key will just to be if Bledsoe can have that swagger of, like, this is a good point guard, I'm going to shut you down type of mentality, or if he's just going to be like, yeah, 
this is Reggie Jackson. I don't give a fuck about him. And then he goes off, which would be bad for the Bucks, obviously. Oh, my God. If he does that this year, it seems like that's what he did last year. If he does that last year, I am going to be so pissed. This is redemption it season is. for uh, Bledsoe in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Drew Bledsoe really needs to step up here. <laughs> I I agree. Um, I think Bledsoe just needs to basically just have the energy and focus that he's had all year. And you'd think if he had it basically the entire regular season, it felt like it felt like he was constantly there playing hard on the defensive side. Um, offensively, we know he's going to struggle at points, but as long as he's putting in the work defensively, I think he's going to win that matchup pretty easily. Um, and then Sterling Brown, I feel like, is going to be fine. He brings that energy and toughness on the defensive end, and then obviously we know he can stand in the corner and rain from three, two. Um, so I think the Bucks have the better end of that deal in the backcourt, even with Malcolm Brogdon not playing this series. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Bledsoe alone um, puts us over the top. Um, yeah, I agree. Wayne Ellington's one of those guys that I really wish the Bucks would have been able to grab uh, off the buyout market. He's just a flamethrower from three. So, I mean, come crunch time or something, if it is a close game and the Pistons have the ball, I'd be kind of weary of Wayne Ellington splashing a three. Um, and with that said, Reggie Jackson's an improved three-point shooter this year. I think he shot like 36% on the year. Which is pretty damn good, um, but yeah, he's nowhere near Bledsoe on the defensive end. Um, yeah, Bucks win that matchup. Yeah, so Reggie Jackson is shooting thirty-six point nine percent, so thirty-seven percent from three this year. Yeah, that's and he's a that's pretty career good. thirty. Yeah, he's a career thirty-three percent shooter. So yeah. So that's pretty big improvement that, for him. That's solid. Um, yeah. All right, let's go on to front court. Um, this one is seems like the Pistons would have a better chance at this one, but then again, they have no chance against the Bucks in this one. <laughs> you know. Very true. Yep. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So Giannis alone. Right. Giannis alone wins this for the Bucks. Right. Um, you got Giannis, K-Mid, Brooke Lopez. Um, then the Pistons got... It, right now they've been starting Bruce Brown. That might turn into Luke Kennard. And, um, and they have Blake Griffin, who is struggling with a knee issue right now. And then Andre Drummond are their front court right now. So, um, if Blake Griffin is unable to go for this first round matchup, um, at least this first game, it sounds like Thon Maker will be stepping in. Playoff Thon. Oh boy. Yep. We know firsthand (laughs) what that guy can do in the playoffs. Uh, I... I mean, I still think, hands down, the Bucks got this um, in the front court too. I mean, I'll take 
K-Mid over Bruce Brown. I'll take Giannis over Griffin, and I'll take Brooke Lopez over Andre Drummond any day of the week on all of those. So I really don't even see that. I get that this is the Pistons' best area of their team, really. Um, but it's also the Bucks have very good players there as well. So, um, yeah, I just think the Bucks so far in the backcourt and the frontcourt are much better yeah. than the Pistons are. Yeah. Tyler, what do you think about that frontcourt matchup? Right. Like, I think it would take right. an outlier shooting performance, really, especially from Griffin to really put the Pistons over the top. He said he's having a great year. He's also shooting the three pretty well this year, too, um, especially if Giannis is on him. Giannis usually assumes like that rover position on defense, so he'll sink off his guy quite a bit to lend help where it's needed. So if he there's a couple instance, instances where he can't recover in time and Griffin's able to get hot from three, that might be another outlier performance where it could – could cause some problems for us right really i i think our defense is pretty perfect for this kind of team because they have drummond who cannot shoot outside of outside of like five feet Hmm. so brooke doesn't no one needs to worry about him on pick and rolls until he drops to the basket so brooke dropping down to stop that i'd much rather have blake griffin get a open mid-range with Giannis on his back then Drummond get an easy dunk or layup at the rim um, but yeah I don't know. I feel like Griffin's gonna try to take over I just don't think it's gonna work with our defense no I don't either I mean he's been pretty damn good this year like um, I think he kind of had a resurgent year oh yeah for stat wise for Blake because it really felt like he was really falling off a lot um and now this year he's averaging 24 and a half points a game seven and a half rebounds five and a half assists um so I mean he's having a good season but I just don't see him changing the series that much maybe he has a great game and wins them one game but I really don't see much more than that happening and him being that much of a issue for the Bucks. Right. Um, I think Blake Griffin led the league in three points made for a big guy, and that's that's um, power forward or center. So over Brooke. Yep. Really, Brooke led the league for centers, I believe, and seven footers. But as far as big men, it's Blake Griffin. Oh. Yeah, he is shooting 36% this year. Yeah, and he's taken a lot of game. So, all right, let's go on to uh, coach. So we got two pretty good coaches here. Um, each first year with the team, you got obviously Bud for the Bucks and Dwayne Casey for the Pistons. So... Pretty solid matchup. Granted, Bud was just voted Coach of the Year by his peers. Um, so, what do you guys think? It could be a very strategic first-round matchup. Yeah, it's interesting. Dwayne Casey, obviously the old uh, Raptors coach, so 
wasn't too long ago that we were playing him in the playoffs with the Raptors. Um, I guess I don't necessarily know a whole lot about Dwayne Casey's principles and uh, coaching style, but, I mean, wherever this guy goes, his teams end up in the playoffs, so he's got to be doing something right. Um, so I think it, it should be interesting to see the, the matchup between Bud and Casey. Um, obviously, like the big thing with Coach Bud was um, when he was with Atlanta with that former 60-win team, um, he got criticized pretty badly for not making playoff adjustments in particular to when his Hawks lost to LeBron. So I guess like the only red flag for me on Bud is, you know, if a situation comes up where we need to make an adjustment, are we going to be able to do it if we're getting out of our normal defensive tendencies? Sorry, I had to bring it up. <laughs> I I hate that argument so much. First off, that was in the East Finals that they made it to. So no one talks about them winning their first two round series. Um, but then they always bring up that they couldn't le- beat LeBron. Yeah, no one's beaten LeBron in 10 years in the East. Yeah, especially <laughs> not Dwayne Casey. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And yeah, I was going to bring that up too, but... The Bud argument just really irks me just because he was in the East Finals with that 60-win Hawks team, and he played LeBron. Like, LeBron made it to the Finals last year with a corpse of a team. So, like, that shouldn't be an argument in my eyes. Um, But like you said, Tyler, Dwayne Casey is always in the playoffs, and he's always out of the playoffs very quickly. Um, He's been pretty unreliable in the playoffs I guess um, the, Toronto hasn't made it out of the second round when he's been there um, yeah so I don't know I think if we're going by this season you gotta give this to Bud um, and also Bud di- has made it to the East Finals and Toronto has underperformed in the playoffs um, when Dwayne Casey was their coach so I I feel like you gotta give this to Bud as well so for me, at least, the Bucks have the first three categories, backcourt, frontcourt, and coach, all wrapped mm-hmm. up. <laughs> Dude, let's be real. The Bucks are going to have all oh, yeah. these. I, I don't see a weakness that Detroit can expose. I mean, you look Not at... Not having Malcolm Brogdon is the worst thing. Like, their injury situation is better unless Griffin can't go. Right. <laughs> then we win that in a landslide, too. <laughs> True. I mean... So Tyler, like you brought up the the Hawk when Bud was coaching the Hawks to that sixty one team. The thing about that is that Hawks team had no business being sixty wins and they had no business making it that far in the playoffs. This Bucks team actually does. When you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference, I mean, they had Jeff Teague who had, who was good for pretty much that year. Maybe a couple of years he was pretty good. Kyle Korver, who's a role player at best. Um, Damari Carroll, again, role player at best. Paul Millsap, solid player, not a star. Or not a superstar, he's a star. Uh, and then Al Horford, who's a solid a solid player. Um, no superstar, no one who could truly take over a game like we have here. Um and as far as the coaching con, um, conversation, Bud's coaching style is perfect for this team. 
the Bucks team. It's exactly what he wants to do. It's drive and dish. Um, we got a perfect defensive scheme for our team. I don't know if Dwayne Casey has all the pieces to do exactly what he wants um, on offense and defense. So I think that gives the edge to what. Um, so now let's go on to bench. Um, with all the injuries, Bucks bench is sitting at Urson, George Hill, Pat Connaughton, Tony Snell, if he comes back soon, DJ Wilson, and now Nikola Mirotic has been cleared to play game one. For the Pistons, you got Glenn Robinson the third, Ish Smith, who's been pretty good this year, Luke Kennard, if he doesn't end up starting in place of Bruce Brown, Thon Maker, um, and Kyrie Thomas. Any thoughts on that? Better watch out for uh, playoff Thon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think, obviously, the Bucks uh, they, they got the better bench here, in my opinion. Um, when I look at this Pistons bench, uh, you know, not a whole lot sticks out. I mean, maybe Kennard if he gets hot from three, but nah. the Bucks they just, they, we are a deep team. That's what obviously got us 60 wins. Um, so our, our bench easily has upper hand here. I, we'd probably be fine even if we didn't have to play Miritich this entire series. I'd, we'd be fine as well. I'd still give us the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree. The Bucks got this one. So I don't really want to talk about the bench because the Pistons is fairly unremarkable. <laughs> There's no one on that bench that like scares me at all. So I kind of want to use the bench as, can we talk about um, the rotation that Bud's going to use a little bit, at least in, in this round, what you guys think he's going to do? in terms of Miritich just coming back, so he's probably going to be on some sort of minutes restriction, but how do you think the rotation's going to pan out? Will he use eight, nine-man rotation? What do you guys think? I think think? it'll probably be pretty deep, close to that nine range. Obviously, I don't really want to see us playing uh, Bonzi Colson or Tim Frazier. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Why not? You know... (laughs) They they got a lot of minutes last week. They're they're good for a while, <laughs> um, but I'd expect fully to see a full rotation of Urson, Hill, Pat, Snell if he's again if he's available, and DJ, and you know at least game one tonight. I probably wouldn't expect more than fifteen minutes out of Miritich, slowly working him back up, even, and then you know maybe by the end of the series he'll be back to his normal twenty five thirty minute range, but. So hopefully the Bucks go out and dominate them enough that um, maybe Tim Frazier does get to play because we're kicking the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I don't see it changing all that much yet. Um, I think Bud is a very go-with-the-flow coach. I think if he sees someone's hot and shoot around this morning, he's going to put them in the game. Um He's a very situational coach. If he feels like the team needs some energy, he's going to put Pat in. He's going to put DJ Wilson in. Um, uh, and against the Pistons, uh, granted, we saw some upsets yesterday, but Bucks had the best net rating by a wide margin in the season. I think if Bud has a chance to rest players that 
needs some rest, he's going to do it. Um, but then again, if we finish those in four games, they still get a ton of rest for next round. But I don't know. I don't think it's going to be all that different, minus the Fonzie Colson and Tim Frazier sightings. <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot. Um a very important piece on the Pistons bench, um, Zaza, <laughs> Zaza. <Petrulia. laughs> the sneaky good defender and notoriously dirty player. That could be he, something we have to watch. If he plays out. in this series, Giannis is going to put it on his head at least five times. <laughs> on his giant, massive Easter Island head, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we were talking about injuries a little bit. Uh, obviously, the Bucks have Brogdon. Powell's out for the foreseeable future. Tony Snell might not come back this round. Dante DiVincenzo's out. And then Miritich is probably going to be on that minutes restriction for at least the first couple games. So, And then the Pistons. Um, right now, John Lure is out. Whoop-de-doo. And... Uh, Blake Griffin's got that lingering knee issue, so he's still questionable as of now. Um, this this is a section that the Pistons <laughs> might win, depending on Blake. Yeah, that that is a big maybe. I do. I think we all saw it yesterday. There was some video of Brogdon um, taking some mid-range jumpers on Twitter going around. So. You know, Brog, I'm pretty sure he's been ruled out for this series already, but, you know, he's trending in the right direction. So hopefully for n- next series, when we play the Pacers, <coughs> we'll have him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tyler. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the injuries are what they are. We get Miritich back. Powell probably wasn't going to play anyways. He's just... At this point, he's just going to be a locker room guy. Um, Tony Snell, it'll be nice to have back, and obviously having 50, 40, 90 Malcolm Brogdon back will be great um, when we can get him back, and hopefully he is able to come back um, right about the beginning of that second round and doesn't have much in terms of rust. Hopefully he shakes that off pretty quick, um, along with Miritich, and I think that's nice that Miritich gets... um, the first round to kind of get his minutes restriction done and get him back up to normal playing time, um, like you said earlier, Tyler. But, yeah, I think we're we're all right in terms of where we are with our injuries and the fact that we play the Pistons. I mean, I still, in our playoff predictions, if you haven't seen them, go check them out on Twitter. We, t- we each filled out uh, NBA playoffs bracket. Um and picked our winners accordingly. Um, I'm just going to talk about mine. I picked the Bucks to win in four um, against Detroit. So, I mean, I don't see any of these injuries being that much of a concern. I picked the, uh, the Bucks in five. Kind of felt bad for them. Apparently, the uh, Pistons haven't won a playoff game since, like, 2007. So, And they've been in the playoffs. So that feels like something <laughs> that should probably come to an end. I gave them one game. They'll... St- They'll sneak one out, but Bucks win in five was my prediction. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, those injuries, um, a lot of people have been kind of saying that's 
the Bucks' weak spot right now. But it's not like these injuries are brand new. I mean, Brogdon's missed a month. Miritich has missed a month. Powell played like 10 minutes for us. Tony has yeah, been hurt for a while. Dante's played like five games. So uh, people are, I think they're overstating that. And it's not like we had a shit month when all those guys were hurt. We still whooped ass. Mm-hmm. So against good yeah, teams I was, too. I was listening to a Bucks podcast, um, and they had a national guy on talking about the Bucks and the MVP race and different things. Um, but he was like, Honestly, when Malcolm Brogdon went down and the Miritich went down, I was sitting there waiting for the Bucks to fall, and they just didn't. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm not concerned about them in the playoffs at all, especially the first round, even though they have those injury concerns more so in the first round. He's like, I, I don't think there's much to worry about. Yeah, they weren't as phenomenal as they were, but they were still good. They were still winning the games they should be winning, and... So I, I really don't have any concern, especially in the first round. Now, if we don't get Brogdon back for the second round and something happens that he has a setback or something, then I'm a little bit more concerned against um, against Boston. But, you know, I think we're all right. Yeah, against Boston. <laughs> Wrong. Tyler. Yep. <laughs> I made sure I said Boston. <laughs> so, so a quick look at the ratings. Um Detroit's 19th in offense, 10th in defense, 21st in pace. Obviously, the Bucks are top five in those categories. Only team in the league that's top five in all those. Um, not, like we just proved, there's there's really no weakness that Detroit can exploit. Um, I think Detroit's strong point is rebounding, um, but the Bucks were number one in the league in rebounds per game, so... Um, I, yeah, I'm. I'm not too worried about this. So obviously, we have your predictions on the next round. Tyler's expecting the <laughs> Pacers, and uh, Trevor's expecting the Celtics. I'm expecting Ooh. the Celtics as well. Um, I, I did say Boston in seven, though. So I'm expecting a close series. I'm expe- expecting Indiana's defense to cause issues for a Boston team that hasn't been very consistent, but overall I think the talent is pretty overwhelmingly Boston, and I think that's who's going to Hey, gonna talent didn't win yesterday, okay? For sure, that series. Pacers have heart and soul. <laughs> that's one game. <laughs> one game. I don't know, man. Uh, Brad Stevens leading the Boston Celtics, a deep team. Uh, Celtics have been there a lot more than the Pacers have. I don't see it. I see Boston winning five games max. Well, the Pacers would do us a favor by winning, so I think that's partially why I want them to win. (laughs) Maybe. maybe. We appreciate your um, commitment by betting another disgusting beer (laughs) i can't believe it but uh so all right well we looked at our first round matchup talked a little bit about our second round matchup so we're gonna wrap up the podcast today you know we usually do shit on a player of the week but this past week i saw two of my all-time favorite players retire 
hang up their jerseys for good. Uh, let's just take a couple minutes to show some love for Dwayne Wade and probably my favorite player of all time, Dirk Nowitzki. Um, God, it was it was amazing watching those two guys play. Um, I am, I'll be honest, I'm very pissed off at the Dallas Mavericks because I went to go watch Dirk's last game in Milwaukee and he did not even touch the court. Um, <laughs> but I still got to see his last visit to Milwaukee, so I'll take it. Uh, boys, this is going to be tough. It is. Dwayne Wade, yeah. Marquette alum. I can't tell you how many times I've redone his uh, that buzzer beater he had when he was running and hit that three when he's with the heat in my driveway. I've recreated that so many times. <laughs> um, Dwayne Wade, fantastic player. One of the few, you know, to actually stick it out with one team his entire career. It's just incredible. Um, Dirk Nowinski, could have been a buck. The 1998 NBA draft. <sighs> <laughs> all right no let me okay no i'm sick of this people don't understand what really happened it was just like dallas did with mm-hmm. luka Doncic. so the dallas dallas had a higher pick mm-hmm. than us right so we just agreed to swap and get another lower pick to get tractor trailer <laughs> they were gonna take dirk Nowitzki no matter what right? i know but so let's let's close the book. All on right, because I was, wish he was a buck too. We won't go over the woulda, coulda, shouldas, but again, actually, that's we have two players that are retiring this year who both spent their entire careers with one team. That's hopefully who's the other Dirk, one? Or Dirk and Wade? No. Oh. Dwayne Wade did oh, not spend shoot, his entire career, right. but almost he went to the Heat for a half a season. He, he should have. Yeah, he was on the Bulls for a little bit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Cavs. I lied. Yeah, and then yeah. he went back to Miami. He went. He should have. He went home. So I give him some props for that. He went back home Damn, to Chicago. That's fair. Yeah, for a little bit. So and uh, I think. Fucking go ahead, Trevor. Pat Riley should have paid that guy to stay in Miami. He should have been a Heat his entire career. I honestly, outside of um, the Bucks, Dwayne Wade has always been one of my, if not my favorite, NBA player. Um, and that's because he's a legend on the court. He's also a legend off the court. If you haven't watched that video from Budweiser, um, go do that. Sorry if you cry. You're probably going to cry. But, I mean, I watched it at work when I was on my lunch break, and I was tearing up, so that was great. Um, But, I mean, Dwayne Wade is a fantastic human being and a great player, and I'm glad he kind of went out on top hit getting that triple-double in his final game. Um, And Dirk, I mean, Dirk has been great. I mean, we imitate Dirk when we play beer pong all the time. So yep, that's is. one of our rules. The Dirk rule. Um, so it, yeah, it's just going to be tough seeing these two not play anymore. But great careers, um, Hall of Famers for sure, in my book at least. Right. Um, but yeah, 
sad to see them go, but glad I got to watch watch their careers kind of unfold. Oh yeah, yeah. Dwayne, Dirk, I know you're listening. Thank you for everything. Uh, yeah, for sure. It was a pleasure watching you guys. You know, so they both finished with uh, 30 points, right, in their last game? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. You know what Paul Pierce had? He had big zeros across the board. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Paul. Apparently you're better, but not really. All right. Um. So Dirk had 30 in his last home game. Yes. He had yep. 20 in his last game. All right. All right, that's pretty solid. Better than zero. So I guess we did kind of yeah. do shit on a player. <laughs> it's tied in, I was. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Paul Pierce. <laughs> All right, well, with that, Bucks fans, enjoy this first round matchup against the Pistons. It's been a long time coming. Um, I'm going to knock on wood just because I've been a Bucks fan for a long time, but... The drought's over, guys. I'm I'm confident the drought's over. We did it. Woo! But we're not done yet. Got a nope. couple more rounds to win. Just getting started. Amen. Amen, brother. Alright. See you, Bucks fans. Bye. Deuces. Bye. <laughs>